This episode of the Windows Into the Bible podcast is brought to you by Windows Into the Bible University, the best way for you to continue studying and learning about the words of the Bible through the world of the Bible. With affordable monthly and annual membership plans, in addition to some incredible free courses and materials, Windows Into the Bible University is a resource like nothing that's out there. Courses are available online, on demand, with video and audio lessons, so there's no such thing as falling behind. You decide the pace you learn at, and we provide you with everything you need to study your Bible like never before. Some of our most popular courses include What is the Bible? Windows into the Bible, the theology of Jesus, and much more. These courses are expert-led with college-level learning and materials at a fraction of the college cost. We guarantee you'll never look at the Bible the same again. Enroll today at WITBUniversity.com. That's WITBUniversity.com. Listening to the Windows into the Bible podcast with Mark Turnage. Reading the Bible with understanding requires reading the words of the Bible within the world of the Bible. This podcast engages the spatial, historical, cultural, and spiritual world of the Bible to help transform how you read and understand the Bible. Have questions or want to interact with Mark? Tweet us using the hashtag WITBQuestions or email them to questions at WITBpodcast.com. For more insights, information about the podcast, and bonus resources and notes for each episode, visit WITBpodcast.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Groups entering the Church of the Annunciation in Nazareth are greeted by portraits of Jesus and Mary from all over the world. What's fascinating is to see how each culture imagines Jesus and Mary as looking like them. For example, the piece of art from China depicts Jesus and Mary as Chinese. Jesus has served as the mouthpiece for others and their agenda throughout history. To conservatives, he's conservative. To progressives, he's progressive. To Protestants, he's Pauline. To pacifists, he's a pacifist. What's denied him in all of these portraits of himself is his true identity, his original genius, his historical voice. Luke includes a unique story of Jesus prior to his arrest in his gospel that is not found in the other gospels. Quote, He said to them, when I sent you out without a purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, no, not a thing. He said to them, but now the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has nothing must sell his cloak and buy a sword. For I tell you this, the scripture must be fulfilled in me, and he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. They said, Lord, look, here are two swords. He replied, it is enough. 
The Hebraisms within Luke's Greek indicate that this story originated from the earliest layers of the traditions about Jesus. Moreover, it displays a creative and nuanced manner of speech that places Jesus within his world and not ours. Let's state up front, this passage is classically confusing. He's neither a pacifist nor an aggressor in this story. Rather, his words acknowledge the reality that his followers are facing and the shifting fortunes that are coming upon them in the chaotic and challenging world of ancient Judaism within the land of Israel. Hi, I'm Mark. Do you ever feel confused when you read the Bible? Do you feel like you're missing things the author intended for you to understand? Would you like to gain clarity and confidence in reading the Bible? Welcome to the Windows into the Bible podcast, where we use the world of the Bible to help you understand the words of the Bible. To understand what Jesus is driving at here, we have to remember that earlier when he sends them out, and this is recorded in Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 10, he gave his disciples instructions that they are not to take a purse or a staff on their journey. Why? Because they were going to be able to rely upon the hospitality and the generosity of the people to provide for their needs. In fact, Jesus instructs his disciples not to go from place to place and house to house, but park it, to be in one place. Don't use your teaching and healing in the proclamation of the good news as an opportunity to go to a better house, rather stay where you're receiving hospitality. That's what he says. He tells them not to take a staff. As we'll talk about in a moment, a staff was an instrument that could be used not only for walking, but also defense and the protection of danger on the road. But the situation was changing now. Originally, why he tells them don't take a purse or a staff is they're going to trust in the generosity that they will receive from the people around them. And they need to also not worry because God is going to protect them. But now something's happening. Something's changing. Jesus is now going to be arrested. He's going to be identified as a criminal, and therefore the generosity that his disciples had previously experienced was changing. What was getting ready to happen to them was going to be affected by what was happening to Jesus. Earlier in Luke's gospel, Jesus had encouraged his disciples to make friends from the wealth of unrighteousness or of the unrighteous. In other words, if needed, in order to share in a heavenly blessing, use money, if I can use the cliche, to win friends and influence people. This was in contrast to the separatism that we find in the Qumran community where they 
segregated their wealth from the wealth of the other Israelites. And they did this because they viewed the world in a strictly dualistic sense between the children of light and the children of darkness. And so too, this dualism, which penetrated down into their command to love their fellow child or brother of light and to hate the sons of darkness— penetrated even further into an economic separatism. That's what the Qumran community practiced. Others, however, within Judaism saw that generosity in material means as connected to a heavenly reward and the establishment of human relationship. We read, for example, in Psalm 37, 21, the wicked man borrows and does not repay, the righteous give generously. Notice the generosity of the righteous. In Proverbs 19.17, he who is generous to the downtrodden, the poor, makes a loan to the Lord. He, the Lord, will repay him his due. In other words, by caring for human need, using money as a way of helping one who is poor, in effect, it's a loan to the Lord that God will repay. In the Hebrew version of the book of Ben Sirah, we find, My son, with your wealth walk in meekness. You will be loved by the one who gives gifts. Rabbi Joseph said, Let the wealth, the property, the mammon of your friend be as dear to you as your own. Again, this notion that by using financial, economic means, there is an establishment and a connection to heavenly reward. If you're enjoying the Windows into the Bible podcast, I want to tell you quickly about another great and affordable resource that we offer to help deepen your study and understanding of the Bible. The Windows into the Bible book club and Bible study is a virtual on-demand book club and Bible study like no other. Each month, the book club and Bible study reads a book chosen specifically to enhance your understanding of the world of the Bible. And that book is paired with a digital Bible study. It's all recorded and saved so that you can make progress no matter when you begin. For just $10 a month, every member of the book club and Bible study receives a Bible study, notes and videos delivered to your inbox three times a week a members-only Facebook group for discussion and more resources, two live virtual discussions with the book club each month led by that month's expert or author. All materials are available on demand so you can read and learn at your own pace. This is just the low-stress, no-fuss Bible study and book club that you've been looking for. It's designed to deepen your study and understanding of the Bible for just $10 a month. 
Go to WITBUniversity.com to join today. That's WITBUniversity.com. See you there. This group that we hear about that is on the fringe of Pharisaic Judaism, these pious wonder workers known as the Hasidim, they teach, let the honor of your neighbor be as dear to you as your own and show respect to every human being. Further, they say, if you desire to win the love of your neighbor, concern yourself with his welfare. In fact, we even hear that the Megillat, the scroll of the Hasidim, says, if you wish to gain yourself a friend, do business for his benefit. That's what Jesus has taught his disciples. But when he sends them out, they don't need to worry about that because of the popularity of his movement and the fact that they can count on the generosity of the people. But that's changing. And so now he tells his disciples, previously I sent you out without purse, without bag, but now take a purse. What is in a purse? Money. Why? Because if you have it, you can use it to be received in. Previously, you could just go off generosity, but the times have changed. But then he comes and says something about the one who has nothing. Luke's Greek here contains a Hebraism. Who she'en lo, literally the one that there is nothing to him. In other words, the poor. And Jesus says to the one who has nothing, let him sell his cloak and buy a sword. Why? So that they can defend themselves. They don't have the money to make friends. They need to defend themselves. We hear Josephus talking about the Essenes, those who belong to the Qumran community. And he says about them, they are not in one town only, but in every town, several of them form a colony. Also, everything they have is at the disposal of the members of the sect arriving from elsewhere as though it were their own. One of the things that we know about the Essene movement is it was experienced a certain type of communism. When a person entered the covenant of the community, they gave their property to the community and all things were held in common. Josephus goes on, and they enter into the house of the people whom they have never seen before as though they were intimate friends. For this reason also, they carry nothing with them when they travel. They are, however, armed against brigands. In other words, they take a staff with them on the road for protection against animals and robbers. Jesus is telling his disciples here in Luke's passage at the Passover meal, his last supper, 
When I sent you out previously, you didn't have to worry. You could focus and receive people's generosity. But now things have shifted. Let the one who has money take his purse with him and use that money to establish relationship that will have heavenly and eternal value. But the one who has nothing, the one who is poor, let him sell his cloak and buy a sword. Why? So he can defend himself on the way. To this, the disciples turn to Jesus and say, here are two swords. And he says, that's enough. You don't need any more. Now, in the garden, as the guard from the chief priest come to him, one of the disciples assumes that this is the moment to defend against robbers. But Jesus has already committed himself to submit to God's will that he be the righteous victim who God will vindicate by raising him from the dead and exalting him to the judge of the end of the age. So no more of this. But he does allow his disciples to protect themselves. If they can't with wealth, then they are permitted to do so with the sword. When we enter the world of Jesus, we gain insight into his voice and into his message. Too often, we allow our assumptions about him, what we want him to say so that he looks like us, to shape how we read him and how we understand him. But if we learn to hear, we can still hear his voice and find his words relevant for us today. I'm Mark Turnage, and this is the Windows into the Bible podcast. Be sure to check out our online on-demand courses at Windows into the Bible University, including our digital book club and Bible study. We help you know how to read the Bible enabling you to learn, grow, and master Bible reading and study. By knowing how to study, having on-demand learning experiences, you can reclaim your time and study the right way. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the WITB podcast. You can comment and send us questions, which we will answer on a future episode. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turnage. We'll see you next time. We hope you're enjoying the Windows into the Bible podcast. If you are, help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. This helps the show get seen and heard by even more people looking to learn about the world of the Bible. And by subscribing, you make sure new episodes to the podcast show up in your feed as soon as they go live. Give us a rating, a review, and subscribe. And most of all, keep listening. Mark. One of the reasons I wanted to start the Windows into the Bible podcast 
was to show how, by accessing the world of the Bible, we can better understand the words of the Bible. This philosophy has been at the core of my entire career because I know from firsthand experience how knowing the world of the Bible completely transforms your understanding and study of the Bible. But nothing, not even a podcast, transforms how you read the Bible like actually going to the land of the Bible in person to experience it for yourself. Offering the finest on-site expert-led trips and experiences to the world of the Bible, Biblical Expeditions has taken thousands of Bible readers and travelers from around the world to the lands of the Bible with trips to Israel, Turkey, Greece, Jordan, Italy, and Egypt. If you are a church leader and are interested in organizing a trip for your church or interested in joining a group to the lands of the Bible, reach out and the Biblical Expeditions team can make that happen. Go to biblical-expeditions.com to learn more about Biblical Expeditions and upcoming trips and learn how you can finally transform your study of the Bible by actually going to the land of the Bible on a life-changing trip. That's biblical-expeditions.com. We use the world of the Bible to transform how you read the words of the Bible. Been listening to the Windows into the Bible podcast with Mark Turnage. If you have questions related to this episode, tweet them to us using the hashtag WITBQuestions or email them to questions at WITBPodcast.com. You can also find resources related to this and other episodes at WITBPodcast.com. Thanks for listening.